0: Welcome to the show, Justina. Welcome to the Movement and Mindset Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. Nice, uh, slow Monday, which is very nice. Love that. I like to keep all my Mondays like super chill. It's like a little introduction to the week, you know? Exactly. I'm the same exact way. I feel like like, Tuesdays, Wednesdays are like my busy day. Wait, same. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. We also don't, didn't you say you took Saturdays off too?
1: Yeah, I actually, I've been taking Saturdays and Sundays off, which Ooh, is nice. I know that's like a real person's weekend. <laughs>
0: right? Like an actual like Monday through Friday job. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, how about you start off um, just like introducing yourself, tell everybody a little bit about you.
1: Yeah. So my name is Justina Ercole. I am a New York City uh, based fitness instructor doing group fitness and personal training. And I also have a very small YouTube page, which is how Jane and I met
0: small you are growing so fast (laughs) like um I went on your YouTube today because I was like stalking you before this episode and I was like holy crap you've grown like a thousand subscribers um in such a short amount of time like I don't know really the last time I looked on there but it had to have been less than a month ago
1: yeah there was definitely like a little peak uh or like a little burst all of a sudden which was it's really cool I mean you I mean you know the feeling too it's Mm -hmm. just it's cool to see that something even if it's just one video is like resonating with a lot of people and kind of getting picked up along the algorithm so definitely still you know small and keeping me humble um but it is (laughs) nice to see like it's nice to see that people
0: are watching sometimes yeah for sure um so I want to start off by like going all the way back to the beginning of your fitness journey and talking about your first introduction to fitness so where did you where did you start in the fitness world
1: So I actually started in the fitness world, really from a dance background. Um, I grew up a competition dancer. So after I graduated from college, when I started taking fitness classes, it was literally only bar and dance cardio because Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'm a dancer. So I need to do bar and dance cardio because that's the best things for me. And I thought for years and years and years that I actually enjoyed those things and then come to realize when i finally took like a strength training class i was like oh wait a second this is amazing so that was kind of my evolution into how i started getting into you know strength and conditioning and just looking at things aside from doing as many reps as possible with two mm-hmm. weights.
0: so what was that what was that strength class like um i i feel like the first I have to be
1: honest. I don't really remember the first class uh-huh. that I took, but I do remember the first class that had me go, whoa. And it was actually, it was um, in New York. It was a rowing class at city row.
0: Oh, oh my God. I applied there to work. When I like first moved here. I applied to so many places and I remember like, I applied there and I walked by there a few weeks ago and I was like, oh, that's that gym.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're actually, I mean, I've, I've been back since then. Like I actually mm-hmm. went there. I went there unlimited for three months before my wedding because I really wanted to like get my arms and my back looking good for the dress, and um, uh-huh. it was very effective. But like, they have a really great method, <laughs> and it's a great way if like you want cardio and strength training. Um, yeah, it was just it was such an eye opening way of showing me that I don't need to be stuck to this one thing just because marketing tells me that that's what I should be doing.
0: This point in, in your fitness journey, most of your information was coming from like the classes that you were going to. Yeah, for sure. And I was already, I had been,
1: before I became a personal trainer or at least just like certified mm-hmm. in, uh, as a personal trainer, I was teaching dance cardio. So really like everything I knew was oh, from okay. taking
0: classes or teaching dance cardio. Got it. Okay. Super fun. Um, so then when did you actually become certified? Um, actually, about a year and a half ago. So it has not. Been what? Oh my god!
1: <laughs> I know. Which actually, it feels insane. I was working at a um, it it was kind of like a like a mega former studio in my neighborhood uh-huh. before I got certified, and I was so lucky to learn a lot from them, and just like their coaching method has a lot of science behind it. So I I got that certification first, and then I was like, well, you know what? I just want to learn more about. body and I want to know more about how it works. And I want to know more about the science behind it. I didn't even think that I wanted to do one-on-one training.
0: And then, um, turns out Mm one-on-one training is awesome. (laughs) I know. I love, I love one-on-ones. Um, that's so cool. I thought you've been doing this for so long because you, you're so knowledgeable and you explain things in like just such an easy, relatable way. Um, so that's so cool. I didn't realize that you've been doing this for only a year and a half. That's awesome. Well, I only been certified for a year and a half. You've been doing this for a lot longer than that. Yeah, The the secret. Um, so what, 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 what classes are you currently
1: teaching? So I'm currently teaching like 99% just in, on my own platform. Um, but I'm teaching a dance cardio class. It's really like kind of a mishmash of everything. Dance cardio. I teach a bar class, Um, I teach a strength and conditioning class. I teach a core class and a stretching class. But the thing that ties all of them together is that they are all based in functional movement. So even though I teach a bar class, I make sure to keep it, um, you know, really functional as far as um, are we doing things that are going to support people for the fact that they are working from home and sitting at a computer and and they don't have a lot of access to space. And I'm really trying to keep those things Mm -hmm. in my mind as I'm programming to make it, kind of like a personal training session for, you know, the 10, 15, 20 people who are in the class and making sure that I'm meeting what most of them need.
0: So were you, were you teaching those classes or some of those online before the pandemic? I was
1: teaching pretty much a version of every single one of those, um, pre pandemic in a studio somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So then I, I, uh, uh, you know, to make sure that I'm not just like stealing other people's methods. I just made sure that I was developing my own thing when I converted into my own platform.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, which one's your favorite to teach?
1: Um, Okay. Two answers. I, lo- I love the strength <laughs> training class just because it is so, I'm such a science nerd and it's so fun just to like, as we're going, explain to people like, why are we doing this? Um, So I do love that class, but I will say I love the dance cardio class because it's a show tunes dance cardio so it's all Broadway music and it's
0: that's so It's fun. literally
1: like 40 minutes of just jumping up and down and acting like the biggest musical theater nerd in the world and i usually have about 30 people in that class on mondays which is i'm so thankful for that Mm -hmm. um but everyone has their videos on we use props we use costumes (laughs) i mean it is just it's it's just so fun to be silly and i think that we've lost so much of that like as adults so the fact that i can do that not only for myself Mm -hmm. but bring that to other people once a week it is a hard class to teach, but it is so
0: rewarding and so much fun. I love that. I love that you're like bringing such a light air, I guess, to to fitness. Um, Like we were saying before, it's just very, can be very serious, especially like this time of year. It's just a very like serious year in our lives Um, with like the pandemic and just everything going on. So that's great that you can bring some yeah, joy.
1: There should be, I mean, you say this all the time too, like you should enjoy moving.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I was caught on just like such a horrible way of thinking about my fitness for so long. And like, we've talked about this before. And I was like, stuck on a treadmill for many years and all that stuff. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. So what is it? What's like the big difference you feel like with teaching online? Like, do you prefer teaching online? Do you prefer teaching in person? How is that transition Mm -hmm. for you?
1: I think when I break down the pros
0: and cons, I'm always going to prefer in person.
1: You know, it it's so it's so important, Mm -hmm. like hands on or even just like you know, in the moment, seeing people up close, like adjustments, um, just the energy of a group fitness class setting. I mean, I will always say that I am a group fitness girl through and through because that, that competition, the Mm -hmm. community, everyone being together, um, there's nothing that beats it. But on the flip side, I love my commute time right now because it is from the bedroom to the living room. And (laughs) It definitely has a lot of flexibility. So it's something that I think a lot of us clients and instructors are going to
0: keep a part of once things start to reopen. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh, like virtual fitness is here to stay Mm -hmm. for the long run. So I want to kind of transition into talking a little bit about your YouTube channel and kind of what you do over there. So what inspired you to start a channel in the Um, first
1: place? Honestly, I just wanted to do something creative. When I started my YouTube channel, it was um, it was right after my husband and I got married, which was almost two years ago, but I was feeling a little stuck in, I was, uh, so backstory, I was also in the musical theater world, if um, people couldn't figure that out from me saying that I teach a musical theater <laughs> dance cardio class, but I have a degree in theater and I had a lot of success when I first moved here and I was so, so lucky and so fortunate. And then, you know, as it happens for people, um, I, I started to like hit some roadblocks and I was feeling very stagnant because I was auditioning and getting callbacks, but I wasn't booking anything. And I, I felt so unrewarded as far as Mm -hmm. creating things. And I really just wanted to create something. So I just started making YouTube videos. Literally, my first videos are terrible, but I've left them up there because I think that we all, <laughs> we should all be Same. by ourselves.
0: <laughs> um, but like, I literally made videos about anything. My first video, you can literally, you can literally like see me shaking. <laughs> like in my very first video, it's hilarious.
1: I never did on camera type of stuff. So you know, you you pick up a I mean my iPhone at the time and I'm trying to talk to the thing and I'm like, I don't know mm-hmm. how to speak anymore. Um, but really I I just wanted to create something. And I I as most of us did, I'm sure that you self-taught yourself how to do everything as well. I just looked on YouTube to mm-hmm. how to use iMovie to edit videos and You know, how to (laughs) upload things and SEO research, because I was like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it right. And I want to make sure people can find it. Um, Right. You know, all that kind of stuff. And it just (laughs) eventually, as I started to step back from the theater world and more into uh, the fitness world, it just kind of naturally shifted that way. So for the people who don't follow (laughs) you yet,
0: um, what kinds of videos Um, do you make?
1: (laughs) really, it's uh again it's it's a mis it's a mishmash, um but it's all fitness related. um a lot of it is uh like reviews of different fitness programs and explaining if I think that they're worthwhile. um a lot of them are just you know home workouts that you can do. Some of them are just breaking down like the science behind uh movement, but really, they're all based in functional movement which i kind of explained a little bit earlier but just is this movement working for our, uh ser- serving us for our everyday life so it's all kind of based in that <clears throat> i'm totally aware that i could niche down and probably get even more subscribers and be more successful and like ride the algorithm more but i always kind of look at the youtube page as like it's just a fun creative outlet and it's not a way for me to make money that's just an added bonus
0: that's so funny because i know exactly what you mean where it's like because i always think i mean I've, i'm taking a break from youtube right now but i always think like you know if i could just like really niche down or whatever but when i look at like who i follow i don't really follow anybody who mm-hmm. makes just like one kind of video i felt like i don't know i just i like following people who do like a wider range of things i think it just I agree. keeps things and interesting
1: you know, it also helps the creator keep things interesting because honestly, I I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, if I do one mm-hmm. more effing fitness review video, I like, I, I dread <laughs> doing it. And I'm like, I don't even look
0: like I'm enjoying it. Ugh, me too. I know. That's what I literally, I'm just like so burnt out on those videos, but they, they do so well. So it's like the videos you know, want to make, but Yeah. It is. It's it's exhausting, Um, especially those are like big commitment videos because you have to like do the workouts and like do the plan and stick to it for a certain amount of time. So it can be oh yeah yeah, really exhausting to do those. I'm doing a month long one right now, and I'm like I want to like oh my god that's wild. (laughs) When it when is it December? When is it? So I'm gonna be
1: done right before Thanksgiving, and then I'm just giving myself like a good chunk of time to edit it. Feel like the thing is (laughs) I want to do the whole program because you know, you want to commit to it and say mm-hmm. that, you've, that you've done it. But honestly, like after a week, I could literally be like, okay, I know how I feel.
0: Yeah. And that, and you know, that comes from just like your experience too. Like, I'm sure you could look at a program and without doing it, you know, you know yeah. what the program's going to do. Um, That's kind of like part of our job is to make programs and know what they're gonna do. (laughs) So, so what are your favorite videos to make? Um,
1: You know what's so funny? I actually love making like, and I know you make a lot of these like more vlog style videos. Um, Yeah, I I I think I I like making them. A because you have a lot more creative freedom with just like the artistic, I mean, I know Mm -hmm. that you come from like a performance background too. So there's always something to be said about having some kind Mm -hmm. of artsy, like feeling about a video rather than just sitting in front of your camera and telling people that like tricep kickbacks aren't going to do anything. Um, But like, um, and then also (laughs) I kind of like them because it's almost like a little video diary where you get to go back later (laughs) and, Literally, see what was going on. Yes, one hundred percent. Decided to do a week in my life, um, like following me around, and it turned out that was the week that like coronavirus hit the fan. So now I have a whole week of just <sighs> me discovering like coronavirus in the process. But I, I know, but I <laughs> was really a thing. Happy that I have that, and I'm like, cool. It has I, I don't even know, like I'm just making up a number, like three hundred views or something, um but i'm like i don't really care you know mm-hmm. i get to go back and be like wow i documented this and and i get to enjoy it later so for selfish reasons i feel like the vlogs are more fun
0: to make <laughs> no i totally agree it's like a little um yeah. like family video but we don't like people don't really make like home videos anymore you know like when you were growing uh, no. up oh yeah Bob we still made, like, those home videos. <laughs> yeah. um but we don't have those anymore Oh my god us too like our basement has like a whole shelf that's like full of them maybe that's what i'll do when i go home for christmas i'll watch all the home videos we're going to take a quick break from this episode to talk about the movement and mindset program Movement and Mindset is an online fitness program made for women who want to feel happier and healthier in their day-to-day lives. I was always a gym girl, home workouts were not really my thing, but when the pandemic hit, I was forced to become more creative with my training, and I learned that you can actually do so much without a ton of space or equipment. The program is focused on functional training and helping you find ways to incorporate healthy habits into your life. It also has a huge emphasis on education. I encourage everybody to ask questions, and I love explaining the why behind each workout and style that we learn. Once you join the program, you get five workouts per week sent directly to your inbox. You'll get access to our private Instagram page with video breakdowns of each exercise, so your form is always on point. You'll be accepted to our Facebook group where I post articles, playlists, a ton of fun stuff, and it's just a really great place to connect with other members. You'll have access to a personal trainer, so if you have any questions about your specific goals or any like specific modifications for your body, I'm always happy to help. If you're interested in joining the program, go to jksimmonsfitness.com to sign up and use code MMPODCAST to get your first month free. Grab a friend and let's get moving. So on your channel and and on your Instagram, you talk a lot about like fitness buzzwords and kind of debunking a lot of myths. Um, so I want to ask a couple of questions about that. First of all, like, why do you think buzzwords are like even a thing? And maybe you can include a few um, that I are like the most a thing popular because people have shit to sell and they want to trick you into buying it.
1: Um, I think that's like the number one reason why there are buzzwords. Um, mm-hmm. some of my favorites and I'm putting the word favorites in quotes because I hate them. Um, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Um, <laughs> my favorite ones, ones to long hate. mean muscle. That's a really, that's a really popular one with things like bar or, um, I'll just say it P-volve. <laughs> that's a big one. Um, tone <laughs> is another word mm-hmm. that I hate. Um, detox. That's a huge one. Um, but Honestly, I mean I could like go on a tangent and break all of those down. You know why? They're all bullshit words, but I think that mm-hmm. the number one reason why all of these words are such a thing, I think number one a lot of it is geared toward women. And it's just this idea of, you know, women can be strong in their own way, but you're supposed to be tiny and waif-like and And as small as possible to be attractive to the opposite sex. And (laughs) it's just such bullshit. And honestly, it's kind of, I, I just feel like it's kind of a scheme where whether these companies know it or not, they're, if anything, making, especially women, buy more of their classes or product to get to a desired result slower. Because a lot of people don't realize, like, sure, you can lift a three pound weight and do a thousand reps and eventually see come some kind of result. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't you rather just pick up something a little heavier, do the same thing and get there 10 times faster. Hopefully that made some kind of sense. No, but I love it. Really. I just, I think it's all marketing. <laughs> I think it's all trickery to buy things that, um, they might work, but they also might just take longer to work than, than a, another way. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So those are
0: my thoughts. So what do you, what do you think people like, I know you've talked about this before, so I'm, this is like a very, I'm really bad at wording this question. But so when people hear like the word toned and the word like long lean muscles, what would you say is like a good plan to kind of follow to get that um, outcome? Does that make sense? I think that was so. a very complicated if question. Wrong, then
1: you just let me know. <laughs> um, well, I'll let I think you know. People, <laughs> so first of all, I think that what most people think of when they think of toned, or long lean muscles. Um, Obviously those are all subjective words. It comes back to like beauty and art being subjective, right? So people are gonna have different images in their head when they think of that. Mm -hmm. I find that most of my clients and a lot of people that I talk to, when they think of someone who is toned with long lean muscle, they think of someone who is tall and probably looks like a ballerina. So they have very thin limbs, um, but they have a lot of muscle definition. Um, mm-hmm. if that's what you're looking for, unfortunately, um, your genetics probably are going to inhibit that. A lot of that has to do with lit and you know, this, a lot of this has to do mm-hmm. with simply the way that you're built and the, the, uh, amount of space between the origin and insertion points, a lot of your muscles, you know? Um, so a lot of it's just genetics yeah, and how your body's built. A lot of it is nutrition. Um, a lot of people who have that specific type of definition is going to have a very low body fat percentage, um, which a lot of times can also be influenced by genetics because everyone is fundamentally different. Um, but if people are looking to put on, um, we'll call it the long lean muscle, honestly, the most efficient way to get to that result is by lifting heavier weights and people hate to hear that. But it is absolutely true. You should lift heavier weights and then fix your nutrition. And that's when you're gonna see a desired result that is achievable for your body.
0: I, I love that you that you mentioned that too, because like women are so afraid yeah. of lifting weight. I, Even now, like I open the gym. So like I go in and I do my shift at like 6 a.m. And it is like dude central. Mm -hmm. like 6, 7, 8 a.m. And then around like 9, a couple of women come in and they go on the treadmill. But like, it's so interesting how it like women just aren't taught to to lift weights at a young age where like men definitely are. I think that a lot of that comes from guys being encouraged to play
1: sports when they're younger. And a lot of times that is coupled with like gym time. Mm -hmm. And I think also like as women get older because they've never been taught I mean, I never knew what to do in a gym. I used to just go run on the treadmill and like, I don't know, do some crunches. Oh yeah, me um, mm-hmm. But because we're not being taught it mm-hmm. at a younger age, it's really intimidating when you get to be an adult. Um, so I think that that's what holds a lot of people back too. Yeah, people, 100%. You know, women might be like, yeah, I know I need to lift heavier, but I don't know what to do. So I think that that's a whole other issue. And honestly, I think that's mm-hmm. something that could be taught I think that doing that in gym classes like in high school rather than teaching you how to play lacrosse or something is a way better use of your time.
0: Yeah I totally agree. And like gym class man in high school and in college was just like <laughs> such a joke. Um, we just did like such great we played hide and seek in my college gym class one day. <laughs> that was literally what we did. <laughs> I paid money for that. <laughs> um. So so with Kind of jumping back into like the marketing of more specifically women's fitness, what Um, mental effect do you think that has has on women women that their body is imperfect
1: and on a aesthetic level, let me just clarify that. So I think that teaches a lot of women that um, appearance wise, their Mm -hmm. body is, is never going to be perfect because what we're striving for is to look like somebody that doesn't look like us and i think that it's really been detriment detrimental to a lot of you know mental uh you know uh psychological issues that then go into um fitness and and food and even just like your overall state of well-being and anxiety so i think it really has huge ripple effects for a lot of women
0: yeah i definitely agree um Are there any things that we can do to sort of untrain ourselves from that mindset? Personally, I think that,
1: I mean, it's, this is all way easier said than done. And it's something that I still struggle with. Um, It's something that I really try to preach with a lot of my clients. Mm -hmm. A few of my clients even like are recovering um, from eating disorders from when they were younger. So I think that the more that we can start to reframe our mindset of training for aesthetics, Versus training to feel better, the more that we can train to feel better in our daily life, the more that the aesthetics are just going to follow, it's just going to come naturally. You know what I mean? Because also, yes,
0: (laughs) louder for the the people in the back
1: (laughs) is that just the stress that you put on yourself of worrying about that piece of cake that you ate, or, you know, the fact that you took a rest day or that you didn't run hard enough the day before that stress right there is something that's going to affect your overall aesthetics. So if we can start to drop that stress away too, and just think about, wow, I just did 10 push push-ups for the first time. And I feel really fucking strong. Like. The more that we can, so I like to set goals Mm -hmm. that are more performance based with my clients. Um, I like to really make sure that we're training for people who sit down a lot, for people who have kids, making sure that they can pick them up without hurting their back. Um, The more that we think about those training functionally, the less that we have to think about the aesthetics, but the more they're just going to come naturally. And that that's my opinion. It's the way that I like to train. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with training for aesthetics, but um, I don't think that most of society needs that.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like I, when I started my fitness journey, I had this huge goal of like being really toned, having a lot of muscle. And you're totally right. Like when I was so obsessed with that, it just wasn't happening. And then as soon as I kind of shifted my mindset and just started being like, Oh, I like picking up weights. I like doing this. I like yeah. doing that. So I'm going to do it. Um, as soon as I stopped caring, the quote unquote results. Yeah, it's it's came. absolutely wild to to like see that happen and experience it. So do you think um, there's a lot of people who who like have our mindset who, who have like a, a similar style to us, I guess that are kind of starting to become more popular and more trendy like this idea of functional fitness this idea of you know like loving yourself working out because you love your body and you're thankful for it and all those kinds of things do, do you think that fitness is headed away from the the buzzwordy um, style I, I
1: do I think it's slow though um and I think there there are um you know I, I'm not even thinking of anyone specifically but I think that there are a lot of people who kind of See this trend of like, oh, it's going more toward you know how you feel from the inside and and you know body positivity. So I think that there are a lot of people who start to hop on that, but then still like don't really practice what they preach. You know, like you Mm -hmm. can't, in my opinion, and 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 now I am thinking Mm -hmm. specific Mm -hmm. people, but I won't name anyone because I'm not going to be an asshole. But like, in my opinion, you can't Mm -hmm. preach that, but then also put out (laughs) a YouTube video where it says. Slimmer thighs in 14 days. Like, it just it doesn't work that way. You can't be like, yeah, let's feel great and love our bodies, but do this every day for 14 days and you're going to have a thigh gap. Like, no, <laughs> it's not how it works.
0: Right. And I'm like, it's, I've spent, I feel where they're coming from, I guess, because I, I have spent like times where I'm uploading a YouTube video and it has a title and I'm like, I cannot morally upload this with this title, you know, like if, like, I, because the, the algorithm loves those kinds of words. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But I, yeah,
0: I hope that it's headed away from that. I think
1: it is. I think it just is going to take time. I don't even know if like, we'll see it in our lifetime, but I think that it will take time and eventually, Mm -hmm. you know, science always has a way of, of
0: lasting for a long time. So the science (laughs) will prove it right. Yeah. Agreed. So do you have any resources that you could share with us for like quality workouts or just some good places to get some information yes. from? Um, so my
1: absolute favorite resource is Mind Pump. Do you do you follow them at all? Those guys?
0: No, I've never oh, heard of them. Okay, I'm writing this down. They, Mind Pump. they are. Okay. So
1: it's like, they're very broy. It's three guys. They have a company called Mind Pump. They, I mean, they have a podcast that's really, really informative. Um, they make YouTube videos, just breaking down exercises. They have a blog, they have really great workouts um, that you can pay for like programmed workouts, like as if you were working with a personal trainer, (laughs) they are incredibly knowledgeable. All of them have been in the business for like 20 plus years. Um, They all come from a, uh, very much like a, a strength training, bodybuilding type of background. But that also, they also all mm-hmm. are very based in science. And I love listening to them. If I ever like am questioning something, like, oh, like, what? I don't really know how to feel about this, I kind of start my research there, looking at what they have to say about it and then kind of piecemeal off from there. They are my absolute favorite resource. Um, I also love, especially if you're just like, if you're not a trainer, if you're a trainer, she's great too. Um, but especially if you're not a trainer and you're like someone who likes to work out and you're looking for great, um, easy to understand resources, Charlie Atkins is amazing. I'm, you know who she is, right? You no, I don't. Her. I haven't heard of any you of you. You have to follow her on Instagram. This is so fun. Like, mm-hmm. On she, Instagram? Um, okay. Does she have a YouTube no, channel? No, she
0: doesn't. No.
1: Um, but she. Okay. She okay Charlie
0: she Atkins, me? right?
1: Yeah, I think she was one of like the original Soul Cycle teachers when they first opened up. Um, oh, okay. But now she's like very, she's very functional strength and conditioning, and she has a way of breaking down things in a really digestible way. And she also does not apologize it like in for like saying things, which is why I love her.
0: I love like someone that. will comment on something,
1: <laughs> but it'll be like, "I saw," and I get this all the time. Like, "I saw the best results of my life when I lifted two pound weights every day," and she'll just be like, "Nope, sorry, you're wrong, <laughs>
0: wrong." I love the way you respond to comments. um I just because you're just like, listen. Well, <laughs> I I just feel like, but I obviously
1: some of what I say is opinion, but a lot of that opinion is backed in science, and I just. It's like, yeah, yeah it's like, I love a healthy debate and I love being able to educate people, but like, sure, you can tell me you got the best mm-hmm. results of your life doing bar, but I'm going to tell you, or I'm going to ask you, what were you doing before? Because if you went from doing nothing to doing anything, yeah, you're going to see the best results of your life. Mm, yes. Very <laughs> that, true. That's just called a caloric <laughs> deficit. So I don't know, I, like, <laughs> but that's science. I don't know how to explain that better
0: to you. <laughs> right yeah yeah but some people are so you know stuck in their ways um, i mean i was stuck in my ways for a long time so it's it's hard to get out of that and like really open your mind to yeah there's other stuff out there and stuff that you and, might you like know, more you
1: and that, it also comes back to the fact and i always try and be respectful of this when i'm commenting on people's comments but i always try and first say like, that's, I mean, now I'm just talking about bar because we've been talking about it, but I also, I always just first say like, that's amazing that you love bar, like that you found something that you love doing. I like so many people have a hard time of doing that, but here's Mm -hmm. why it's not the most efficient workout. And I think that people don't realize either is that I teach bar, (laughs) right? I love teaching bar. I think it's a great complimentary workout Yeah, for people right. who love to move to the music and for people who understand how to externally rotate from their hips. Great.
0: Let's do a bar class. So if I were, if I were starting from scratch, never done anything fitness related before, never walked into a gym, picked up a weight, nothing. And I wanted to start a fitness journey. What is some advice you could give me?
1: Um, My number one advice, if you've never done anything before, I will always say you should work with a personal trainer first, even if it's for one, two, or three sessions, um, just so you understand how your Mm. body is supposed to properly move through very basic movement patterns. Obviously, that is a privileged thing, and not everyone has the resources for that. Um, So my second suggestion that I usually give people is that um, Matt Pilates is actually one of my favorite things for beginners because it's going to help you build your core strength and it's going to help you a lot with your mind body connection, which I find that most people, those two things are two of the biggest places where people are weak. Um, mm-hmm. obviously it's not going to give you the resources to those, like, you know, to heavier lifts by any means, but it is a great, excellent starting point in my opinion for beginners um, if you've never done anything, and you don't know how to brace your core, if you don't know how to stand up without slouching, if you, you know, don't understand um, where your pelvis is supposed to on your body. So those are my two biggest
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: suggestions for people typically, obviously, the number one thing would be working one on one with someone who can just show you individually how to gain some more body awareness and how to properly execute things. But, um,
0: obviously that's a privilege and not everyone has the finances for that. Yeah, definitely. Well, those are two awesome pieces of advice. So thank you for that. And thanks for, thanks for coming on the show. Um, how about you shout yourself out? Where can people yeah, find you, um, your Instagram, your YouTube, oh, all right. that stuff. Um, Well, luckily everyone is just by
1: my name. So Justina Air So you can go on my website, if you want to work out with me, um, I do live virtual classes nine times a week. So there's lots of opportunities on there. Um, so it's just www.justinaericol.com. My <laughs> Instagram is just my name, Justina Aircole, And YouTube, same thing, Justina Aircole. So those are the places you can find me.
0: Perfect. And I will have all of those linked below if you guys want to check Justina out. Thank you for being on the show. And I will... Thank you, Jane. In a separate recording. (laughs) Thank you guys for tuning into this episode of the Movement and Mindset Podcast. I love Justine. I could talk to her all day. If you guys don't follow her, seriously, Go check her out. She is awesome. She posts amazing content on both Instagram and YouTube, especially her YouTube videos where she reviews all of the um, like different programs. Those are so much fun to watch and she 's just so knowledgeable. I learned so much just from watching her. so definitely check her out and take one of her classes. They are so much fun i 've taken them, and she just has such a way about her where she resonates off of the screen so even though it 's like a zoom class, if you are someone who is missing group fitness go take one of Justina's classes. It feels like you're in the classroom. She has such a good vibe about the whole class. Her energy is great. So go check her out. Um, I'll have all of her stuff linked below. And then if you guys get a chance, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Just rate and review it really quick. It really helps out the podcast, just helps other people find us and can help the fam grow. So yeah, that's everything that I have. I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks again for tuning in.